You're listening to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker. With your host, Barb Schlinker, I'm Richard Randall. The show informs and educates you on how to buy and sell real estate. And we're going to be talking, Barb, about horse property, property that's out in the county, out in the country. And you've brought along Amy Ebert to help us out with that. Yes, Amy is an expert at dealing with horse properties, both buying and selling. And it it is a completely unique experience than residential homes. We were kind of laughing about it yesterday because I told her I was pretty grossed out at the first horse property I sold because there was a huge pile, like 10 by 12 and 4 feet tall of horse manure there. And I guess that's normal for horse properties, but I didn't know that. Amy, normal or, or not? And, and we have to be careful that we're talking about horse properties or just country living. And, and even some of the horse properties that we've talked about in the past were actually inside the city. You had some yep. listings. Yes, and there really is a difference between acreage and people wanting to get out of the city versus somebody who's looking for horse property, whether it's pasture or an actual equestrian who needs a barn and a facility to operate out of. So yes, that manure was probably very, very important to that property because it made, it was fertilizer. It turned the pasture into gold for that homeowner. For the right homeowner. And and, and how do you go about figuring out whether the person who wants to be buying is is looking for property because they have a horse or they want to have a horse, or that's not as important as just being out, out in the country and having more acreage? Really, that's part of Barb's philosophy is that we have to sit down with buyers and go over that criteria and make sure that we know what they're looking for and the purpose of the property that they're looking for. Um, you know, that's the first thing we do when we meet with someone. So we have a good idea, you know, of what is important, whether it's fencing, cross-fencing, a barn, all kinds of different things going to play when you have animals. So Yeah, and I've noticed when you show horse property that it seems like the barn is more important, right, than the, ho- than the house even? Yes. It's yes, like- most of the time you will find either a really nice house in a not-so-nice barn or an immaculate barn in... You know, not so nice house. <laughs> but those homeowners, a lot of the times, are spending more time in the barn than they are in the house itself. You were talking about the motivation. And is is that somebody who just wants to be out of the city? Or is it somebody who actually plans on having horses? Because it, it seems to me, Barb and, and Amy, if, if you're paying for equipment and, and a barn and facilities, but you don't really plan on using them, then... Maybe you're not looking at the right property. And that's absolutely true. Um, there's lots of properties that are out east that offer acreage and storage buildings for RVs and things like that that somebody might be interested in. So covenants and HOAs play a lot into that as well. So covenants are very important. A lot of people with horses or animals do not want covenants. Um, those are put in place to limit people on what they can have in their property and protect the property value to some extent. But if you have 42 horses on a property, you don't want somebody knocking on your door telling you to remove them. Or you might be able to have those horses, but not sheeps or goats, pigs, you know, any other animal that you might want to have there. You have to have trailers for horses. So you have to have a buyer's agent that really is looking out for your best interest and knowing if there are covenants and going over those with you to make sure you're getting exactly what you want. 
Well, I mean, I can see ultimately getting what you want, but boy, if you don't have somebody like you, Amy, or you, Barb, or your team working with you from the very beginning, you're going out and looking at a lot of properties that are not going to match up with what your your desire is. You, you would save a lot of time by by knowing exactly what you're looking for from the very get-go. Yeah, I mean, that that's key because... I would guess that it cost a lot of money to put in a barn and fencing, right? I heard fencing was expensive. Is that right, Amy? Yes, and that's part of it, too. You need an agent that knows what you're getting into and the cost behind these things and has the experience with it. You know, you to fence 10 acres could cost you over $25,000. Wow. To build an indoor arena, you could be looking at $100,000. Is it better to buy one with one on it or to put one up yourself? Those are all things you're even going to have to talk to a lender about you know, at some point in time. Yeah, it's it's a different kind of property for sure. And um, the other piece of that is water, right? Yes, water is very important as well. You need to know the well. You need to know the permits that are pulled for it, whether it's domestic or household. A household well does not allow you to water your animals. Right. My goodness, this is so much more complicated because I can see a person saying, well, I'd like to move out of the city and maybe I'd like to have a horse somewhere down the road or not. I want to be you know, set up for that, but I didn't give much thought to water. I didn't give much thought to uh, septic systems, whether there's you know, a sewer versus septic out there or what I'm doing. I certainly have electricity, but what am I doing by way of natural gas, propane? Talk to us about some of those things, Amy. Well, there's really a big difference in propane bill versus natural gas as well. Um, propane can cost you a lot of money. And most of our properties out in eastern El Paso County are on propane. Right. So if you don't know those connections and who to call, you know, Glacier Gas is one of them that we use. And you have to know what that average cost is going to be monthly. It's no different than in town with an HOA bill or your electricity. Um, there's lots of Lots of things that go into buying a home with land. I was kind of surprised when I was reading this morning that a horse would drink five to ten gallons a day. Is that true? That's accurate. Is it really? They really do drink between five and ten gallons a day. How do you deal with that in the winter? Because it gets cold and might freeze, right, if you put it in a big bucket or something? They they have electric water heaters. Oh. That you put into your water tank. Yes. And, and, um, yeah. There's also in electric heaters in a barn. So some barns are heated, some aren't. But that's another thing that you have to look at is location of water, access to your water lines, putting in spigots, making sure they're in good locations for your buyer. Well, and we talk about location. You know, some of the things that you can do by way of an equestrian center, if you're going to have horses and and you don't mind trailering or, or going to a different location, it, it depends on where you're at and what access you have to that. But what does strike me is these are the same sort of things that you check off that you want in your home in town, whether it's the HOA and and trying to match up what you're looking for and and what what you're going to be uh you know finding when you go out to look at a particular piece of property and and again uh, not wasting your time by looking at properties that'll never match up with what you want right and amy and i were talking yesterday about how you you had a a somebody else's buyer because they were working with an agent that didn't know anything about property call her to ask her all these questions, <laughs> even though I was a listing agent. So I spent quite a bit of time on the phone with the buyer explaining different things that he will need for this house to bring horses in. 
exactly like you were saying. You really do need to know. And septic systems are a big thing as well. Mm. I know as far as being on the listing side, it can cost your seller a lot of money if there happens to be an issue with a septic system. Barb and I were just talking about that the other day as well. Um, So there's lots of things that go into these properties that are very, very important and are costly. Right. You know, most people are used to the public sewer system. You flush a toilet and it disappears. I just had a seller had to put aside $45,000 in escrow for a septic system that didn't pass. And on top of that, um, we're waiting for these. It takes a long time to get these engineer reports on what to do, you know, what kind of septic field to build. And it probably won't cost that much, maybe 25, Mm -hmm. as Amy was saying yesterday. But still, that's a lot of money to set aside to make sure that system is working properly. And those are just things in town that you don't come across very much. How to maintain them, uh, what is the cost to maintain them, what is the cost if you have to repair them. And then when, when it comes to selling a home for sure, now the county requires that you have to have it inspected and pumped. And if it doesn't meet code, then they're going to require upgrades to the system before we can sell the property. Wow. And, and that does get to what we've talked about on the program previously. Uh, Richard Randall along with Barb Schlinker and Amy Ebert. Uh, the phone number for Parker St. Clair Realty is 719-301-2461. Again, 719-301-2461. Uh, but Barb, Amy, we've talked about how important in inspections are in town, it would seem to me that they're almost uh, even more important when you get out into the county and you're looking at either country property or horse property. They really are. There's a difference in the cost, too, because usually you do have additional sheds or barns or whatever that you have to have inspected, the well well flow Mm -hmm. test, um, and of course, the septic system like Barb was talking about. So there is a big difference in the cost. How does that affect? How does that affect the the different financing options? Um, really, there's a lot of different financing options when it comes to agricultural property. Um, you can even get a USDA loan, which is fantastic for the larger properties. But most of our properties here are not actual agricultural properties. They have to be over 35 acres. Yeah, and typically, you know, we're in a dry climate, so typically people that have big fields. It's enough food for the horse to graze on them, but not here, right? Um, actually, it depends on the amount of land that you have. But El Paso County and Colorado Springs come into play. If you are in town in Colorado Springs, you can only have, I think the max allowed is four horses on one acre. But those have to be fed. Out in the county, you can only have one horse per five acres. Wow, I didn't know that. Because it would take five acres of grazing for that one horse, whereas when you're saying fed, you're buying bales of hay and feeding that manually uh, Mm -hmm. here in town. And you do have horse properties both in town and Mm -hmm. out in the country as well. We have one coming up this week, actually, on, I think it's just one acre. (laughs) But it does have a barn, there's a couple horses on it, and you have to feed those guys because there's not not enough real estate for them to just live on grass. Mm -hmm. And of course, in the winter, they, they have to be supplemented anyway, right? Yes, 
Yeah, well, they're expensive. <laughs> if it sounds like uh, Amy knows more than I do, she does. And if it sounds like she may be right up your alley in terms of knowing exactly the ins and the outs of horse property and uh, property out in the country, you'd be exactly right on that. Because you've got a big team and you've got mm-hmm. specialists in almost every area that you can possibly imagine. There's, to me, a lot of comfort in, in knowing that. The phone number is 719-301-2461. Whether you're looking for Amy or whether you're looking for Barb Schlinker herself, the head of that team, that number again, 719-301-2461. You're listening to The Real Estate Voice. That's with Barb Schlinker. I'm the host, uh, Barb Schlinker, alongside Richard Randall here. And it's the show that informs and educates you on how to buy and how to sell real estate. When we come back, we're going to be talking about selling a house and, and what do you do if you have one that didn't sell. It's got an expired listing. That's not the end of the world. There are a lot of options there. Barbara's going to walk us through that when we come back.